Hey guys, we got a great show for you today. We were lucky enough to get Jeff from Startline Brewing in Hopkinton, Mass. We're going to do an all Massachusetts show. So we're going to dive right in. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. But I heard it on a podcast What you know about craft beer You were drinking Bud Lights last year I don't wanna showboat But I gotta go bro Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers Yeah I'm talking a boatload Never in a million years Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no They might have brewed this beer from elephant feces Hmm what an elegant species and you better get me please Another weird beer Make it real clear Noob said to have it Smooth on the palate But super hoppy The ABV turned loose to choppy The way we drink Is a little bit reckless Yes but I never left Ben's When he cracking open The cold one from the vault Wall to wall Don't spill at all You're listening to the new podcast If you like to wait two hours For one growler You come to the right place we love it. And if you need someone To mew your beers Moe's wife will do it With a baby in her stomach Now that's commitment And that's the difference Between Ben, Moe you so up your vocabulary and grab a beer because this is noobed correct noob this is noob this is noob this is noob hey yo welcome to noob this is episode 21 it's a big uh, one it is a big one we can finally crack open that succulent beer that we've been dreaming about and talking yep. about for 21 weeks. Yep, beautiful thing. My name, Boston Beer Benny. Uh, that's my Instagram account. I am Treehouse Benny on Untapped. Real life, I am Ben Vandal, your host. Uh, to my left, in the car, driver's seat, yep. is uh, Mo Fortin. Mo uh, is uh, Moses Malone on Untapped. You can check out what we were drinking tonight was Startline Brewery. Startline wow. Brewing. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was that good was stuff. Um, hospitality, just class all the way through. It really was. And a uh, really cool spot. Uh, great, great facility. Definitely something to check out for anybody who hasn't been there. So this is episode twenty-one. Uh, last week we did a all Rhode Island show. This week we will do an all Massachusetts show. Uh, we're gonna go through the tap list here quick. It's our local releases and what are you drinking segment. We'll do a top five of the most mass hole sounding beer things I put together. Cool segment. I'd like you to comment on that. Yeah, of course. Then we have our interview with Jeff from Startline Brewing. Uh, unfortunately, Ted wasn't able to make it, but we had Jeff, who was a co-owner. He was he was very gracious and very well-spoken. He's a great interview. And then we'll end, as always, with Shelf of the Week. Um, so we will dive right in, Mo, to what are you drinking? Uh, well, tonight was it was just the Hopkinton show. That's yeah. really what it was about. Um, star of the show was that Acrobat Double, I think. That was probably... We took a crawler of that home, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, just drinking the stuff that we got from Saturday, man. That was uh, that was pretty epic. Yeah, we talked Three about that. Three-state beer trip. Um, gray Sale. Tilted Barn. Beard. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I, my fridge is stocked. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. We got... We got pretty lucky, I think, with that beard party. Able to get cans in, try some cool beers there. What a really cool atmosphere. We were an hour earlier than expected at Tilted Barn. Yeah. So we you win really some, got, you lose some. And... We got the pick of the litter on that. Yep. And uh, we pretty much accomplished everything we wanted from Graysale as well, which yep. was the start of the day. Yeah. Successful beer trip, and we, and we had a blast as well. Um, 
So we'll go into our local releases segment. This is what's going on. Going to stick to Massachusetts this week. And boy, was it a week in Massachusetts. Uh, Trillium, just absolutely dominating. They put out a collab with other half uh, called Triangle Test. This isn't this isn't uh, a release up here. This is a release in Brooklyn at other half. So they put out four different IPAs, all made with Citra and Lupulin powder, which uh, Jeff talked about a little bit yep. tonight with us. But I'm not really sure what that is. But each one has a different uh, different amount. I think it was they had a 45 Citra, 90 Citra. Citra, lupa, citra lupulin and then just the lupulin or something like that i don't know if you've saw any of this lupulin's just like the basically the pollen of the hot plant okay they use it in um in heady topper uh focal banger alchemist does a lot with lupulin powder too so the sip of sunshine actually that has lupulin powder in it yeah so you're a big bee guy so you know a lot about the pollen i, yeah, I understand you know uh trillium is also doing a release with other half again other half putting out this week uh street green with Amarillo, Simcoe, and Galaxy, and Equinox hops, and also doing Green Diamonds, an Imperial IPA with Amarillo and Galaxy. Uh, they have teamed up to form uh, a super alliance, and it yep. seems to be going well for them. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, they also put out Trillium in Canton, and in Fort Point, they put out Wild Sinister Kid in 750 bottles, American Wild Ale aged on Sherry Casks, which sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. If you can get your hands on that. Treehouse... <laughs> Treehouse today put out Doppelganger, 12 cans, and also Bright with Citra, 16 cans. We got an inside source that said they had a silent can release, which was Bright with, what was it, Simcoe and Amarillo? Yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what he got. Yeah. So that's what we'll get as well. So that's side benefit of having friends that that uh, also beer hunt. Yeah, we got a, uh, a, a nice trade in the works for... For some Tilted Barn, which uh, it'll work out for both ends. Oh, yeah, we, for sure. We're big fans of Doppelganger. Mystic uh, started canning uh, pretty pretty frequently, it looks like, on their website. A lot of available cans. They used to be all 750s. Now going into cans. They put out Voltage, Juicy IPA, 7%er, and also that Boston Cream Porter that we talked mm. about, Mo. The collab with Union Square Donuts. Yep. Um, really need to get my hands on that. I wonder if they're using one of those pop-up canning things that uh, that Jeff was talking about. Yeah, what did he call it? The Iron... Iron Heart? Iron, iron Hoof? Heart. Uh, iron, iron Heart, I'm pretty sure it was called. I don't know. I mean, they have enough friends in the industry. I'm sure they could do something. Yeah. Um, going up to Salem. Uh, a little off the beer topic, but make some great cider. Far from the tree. Mm -hmm. uh, they put out a beer called Massachusetts, <laughs> which is a dry, sparkling cider made with New England Macintosh apples. Love it. Fits well in our Massachusetts episode. Especially, this is the time of year for it, too. Ciders and stuff. It's, it is. That's delicious. Great, great stuff. Uh, in Exhibit A out of Somerville, we talk about them all the time. Put out a beer called Denko, double dry hop rye ale, made with Valley Malt uh, from Hadley, Massachusetts. That's Wicked Local. And Mo, why don't you run down a couple of the beers that we had at Startline tonight? Yeah, so Startline, I mean, we got the full... The full tap list, I feel like. Uh, we started with the Hopload Citra, and uh, that was that was super super citru citrusy, as the name would imply. That was loaded with Citra. Yeah. Seven percent. I felt like was hidden pretty well. Um, very smooth, very drinkable IPA. I liked that one a lot. Um, I didn't realize that I was even drinking the Acrobat Double IPA. I didn't even realize I was drinking a double until the very end. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was super good. 
Um, they also do a an Irish Red. I didn't catch the name of it, um, but his whole premise for that, and he mentions in the interview, is you know an Irish Red and a shot of Jameson, which was really cool. Yeah, that Irish Red was like, you know, it was, it was flavorful, but it was like drinking. You know, you could drink twelve of those and not even know what you were getting into. Um, and then that hazelnut, we had a hazelnut cold brew coffee stout, um, just super vanilla, super coffee flavors in that. Um, that was that was really good, six percent. Um, I could definitely see myself drinking one of those on a cold night. That was and then that nitro, right? Yeah, it was on nitro too. He says in the the crawlers they use um, CO two to to can it, so it gets a little different mouth feel. But there's nothing like having a a coffee stout on nitro. That's just that's insane. And then we had another black IPA. What the hell is going on with this? We right. were just talking about how we couldn't, you couldn't find one in the industry, and now, yeah. well, we've had th- what three? Yeah, just like Morgan said, the cyclical, you know. Yeah, I guess so. When one starts, the other one pops up. So Startline does one called Night Run, and that was a respectable ass beer. Yeah, that was smooth. It was it was hoppy, a little malty. Um, had some like almost burnt coffee or. Just like a roasty flavor at the end of it, uh, really good. Seven percent. That was uh, that was surprising. I didn't expect to like that one as much as I did. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so our direct from the source beer worth driving to from Health Source of Fall River, our friends at Health Source have put this segment into our local releases segment. We're gonna go with the Hopload Citra from Starline Brewing in Hopkinton, Mass. Kind enough to host us, and that beer was really solid. I oh, mean, yeah. I could see taking down many of those on a summer day. Or even a fall day. Yep. Uh, just like that. So thank you to our friends from Health Source of Fall River, Todd and Stacy. They specialize in chiropractic needs, also injury prevention for athletes. Go check them out if you need anything. They are on Instagram at Dr. Dersh, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-E-R-S-H. Perfect. On Instagram. You can check out some for some motivational and injury prevention tips. You should read commercials like as a side gig. Right. That could be like a side hustle for If you. somebody would pay me for it, I would do it. All right. You know? well, well, we found one idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Todd. We appreciate that. <laughs> Love you, Todd. So we're going to go into our top five uh, most masshole-sounding beer things. So this is just a quick list that I came up with. Yep. We love New England beer. We love our home state of Massachusetts. You know what, Boston? We packed the car in Harvard Yard. Of course. I've been called Southie Ben before on my Snapchat account because yep. I, I do have a nice uh, Boston accent. So we'll start. I'm going to start from uh, the thing that I find. Uh, I'll start with my number five, which is um, it's a great Boston accent, you know. And I like to say things in my Boston accent all the time. And one yep. of my favorite things to say is Dorchester Bruin. Dorchester Bruin. That's I feel a good like, one. I feel like you really need to you need to really uh, accentuate the Dorchester. You're yep. not really from Boston unless you say Dorchester. Yeah. You almost yeah, it's got like a different inflection on the door. Yeah. It's not it, it, it's not door. Yeah. It's not Dorchester. <laughs> yeah. It's Dorchester. Yeah. Like you gotta give it that little oomph. And uh, if you've ever been to Dorchester, you know it needs that oomph. It does. You, know? and they you do... might need a little oomph, too, as you're walking down the street. <laughs> and they do a lot of contract brewing. They brew for Omnipolo. Uh, they just actually released the uh, Bamboozled from Barrel House Z. Oh, really? Yeah, so they do a lot of contract oh, you brewing. You know, I did too. know that. I did know that. They've done some stuff with Barrel House Z before. So a cool place. Uh, if you're ever in Dorchester, check it out. And, and make sure you go to Dorchester, you know? Eh, uh, maybe not. <laughs> number four, uh, we have... Unbelievable seafood mo in Massachusetts. Uh, we are known for seafood. Very now, fortunate. Our lobsters come from Maine. I mean, we yeah. understand that, but our clams come from Ipswich. Yep. 
and our oysters come from uh, Island Creek, you know, so we really enjoy Island Creek oysters out of the back bay. And Night Shift did a beer with them called Harborside, which is a Goza sour ale brewed with coriander and oysters. Have I, you ever had this beer? Um, I believe that I have. I think I found it uh, down the Cape when I used to work down there. i got to connect, correct you on the pronunciation, though. Oh. Harborside. Oh, Harbor. Yeah, yeah Harbor. The Harbor. You put too many R's in there, I feel That's like. True. That was like Harborside. Yeah. Nah, it's Harborside. I went back into reading mode. Yeah, you did. Which was great. You read that very well. I had it at the uh, the We're, Punk, We're Funked Sour Fest. Ooh. Uh, it's extremely salty, a little strange, something to get used to, but um, it's not a bad beer. Uh, but anything they do with oysters, we also had the they have the the uh, oyster stout from Devil's Purse. Yep. That they do down the Cape with the rotating Inter, oyster. Intertidal, I believe. Intertidal is the name of it. So. Check out some oyster beers. We we appreciate that. We put some weird stuff in our beer. And that brings me to number three. Um, a nice, great Irish bar, Mo, is necessary in Boston. So I took it down to a, a brewery that has that nice feel out of Framingham, mm-hmm. uh, Jack's Abbey. You know, good Irish people, good Irish name. And they put out a beer called the Framinghammer, which I think really sums up what Massachusetts is all about. Yep, just... Kicking ass and taking names. Exactly. Barrel-aged, Baltic porter. It just brings out some crazy stuff, and it's just a kick-ass beer with a great name. Yep. I can picture just listening to uh, the uh, Sailor Pink song. What was <laughs> that song? The John Pavel fun? Oh, um... I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on it right now. Oh, Dropkick Murphys. The Dropkick Murphys. I can yep. picture the Dropkick Murphys downing some Framingham smashing the bottle over your head and just running into the crowd. That would be cool. So that's number three. Number two, obviously, everyone loves New England IPAs. Everybody loves them. Big, juicy, hazy IPAs. I think the King of Kings and the beer that represents New England and Massachusetts really well is Julius. Sure. Julius was a white whale for us for a long time. Yeah, a lot of lot of personal significance there. Yeah, we started with Hetty Topper. We really wanted to find that Hetty Topper. We found it. Yeah. And then it took us a long time to get a Julius, but we got it, and, yep. and boy, was it worth it. Oh, yeah. Uh, still the king of beers in my eyes, and, um, you know, that, that one really holds home for me. Uh, and number one, I'll bring it up. This is a beer by Trillium. Trillium, right now, the king of Massachusetts. The king of New England, really. Yep. If not the whole beer world. And they put out a beer called Congress Street IPA. Could have went with Fort Point. Fort Point, one of my favorites. But the reason why I went with Congress Street, Congress Street drives directly through Fort Point, mm-hmm. which is a neighborhood. They also drive down the financial district yep. over near Fandle Hall. Uh, so they really do. Um, it, it's a beer that really, really has a name that, that rings true to Boston. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know. That's my quarterback. <laughs> it's it's not too bad. That's my quarterback. <laughs> that is going so, back. So that's that's a favorite of mine for sure. Probably one of my favorite beers that they've ever made. Yeah, and I just mean, a staple. I really like their four their four point. I really wanted to go with yep. the four point IPA, but that would have been a good one too. I think Congress Street is a it's a little more a uh, little better for our Mashwell sounding beer thing. Sure. So that was a, a quick way to run through a top five of our most Mashwell sounding beer things. Because we really wanted to set the stage and give you a great base of this interview coming up here with Jeff from Startline Brewing. He is a fantastic guy, very well-spoken, very intelligent, has a business background that he'll get into. Yep. Um, 
we can't say enough good things about him. No, that was, um, I mean, I, it, it was just well hosted from the beginning. He took time out of his night. It's obviously a busy night for uh, for their staff. He even touches real briefly in the in the interview, or maybe this was after the interview actually. How you know they don't have a whole lot of staff. It's it's friends. It's family members. It's you know anybody who wants to just kind of help out. And he's still like he was obviously working that night, but you know he took time to to bring flights over and small talk us and hey you know this is what this is what we do for this one. Hey, there's no gimmicks on this coffee stout. We're not putting anything else in it. This is just this is the malt bill. Like just little things like that. It was a really cool experience and um, even invited us back again. Check out the canning process. So I'm going to reach out to him, make sure that he has our contact information, and um, definitely love to go back there sometime. Hopefully yes. with Uncle Dan. Shout out to Uncle Dan. <laughs> I know you're in Virginia, but, you know, you missed a good time. Shout out to Dan. So this is our interview with Jeff from Startline Brewing. All right, guys, we are here with Jeff uh, from Startline Brewing. Uh, I'm your host, Boston Beer Benny, co-host Mo Fortin here hello, as well. Hello, hello. And we are joined by Jeff. Jeff, thank you for having us. Uh, no worries. Glad to be here. Uh, so, Jeff... Uh, we're just going to do a basic interview, kind of go through the motions, some of the questions. Um, when did you guys know that your beer was good enough to start your own brewery? So that's a really good question. Um, we had our fingers crossed all the way through. We've never done anything on the scale. We have a 15-barrel fully automated system. So when you jump from small batch to big batch, you yeah. never know what you're getting into. <laughs> um, when you, If you could see us, you'd know that we've got a lot of uh, market research behind us. Uh, we've tasted beer across the country, and we knew what we were going for. So uh, we're pretty IPA-forward guys and gals, so uh, that's where we wanted to hit the mark. Well, you seem uh, very well-spoken, very pulled together. Uh, what was your uh, career before this, or, or did you start in beer? No, I, I did definitely not start in beer. <laughs> um, I'm on my fourth career. Okay. Um, did a little stint with law school, did a little stint with commercial finance, um, did a little stint as a fourth grade math teacher, and here I am. Well, you see that, Mo? There's still time for us. Yeah, we could still get into this <laughs> if we really wanted to. My partner and brother-in-law, Ted, uh, had a really uh, long and great career with a large pharmaceutical company. He was there for 28 years. Oh, cool. Uh, That's perfect. Wow. So I think I kind of know the answer to this question already, but if you want to talk about it a little bit, uh, where does the name Startline come from? So... Um, a good friend of ours owns this place, and um, we are a mile from the uh, starting line of the Boston Marathon. Um, so we thought uh, we'd go with that. Our icon is a tortoise, and it's kind of the slow and steady wins the race. Uh, we are the slow, but we are the steady. We don't give up, and that's where that came from. That's awesome. Uh, the names of your beers, they're not super unconventional. You know, they're not tacky they're not gimmicky but can you tell us a little bit about how you go through the naming process of any of your beers sure um it's really brutal i don't know if you guys have ever tried to name a beer but literally no, every name every name out there is taken oh, yeah. um, and we're not the most creative or funny guys out there so um what we do is we think and we get together with our brewers and we look at what the beer is and we try to come up with a description um and that's where it goes um there are some great names out there we're always super jealous but we're just going to kind of take the uh, slow and steady route through the naming process. Cool. Yeah, that's no problem. That's a. I mean, you don't need a gimmicky name if the beer's good. Exactly. Let the and beer do the talking. The Hoplode Citra. Perfect. That's that's pretty good beer. There's a load of citra in it. it I would agree with that. <laughs> we're drinking that now. 
Uh, so this facility, very cool. Is this a uh, like a co-op market or something? So the market was built about uh, five years ago, and we're uh, we've got a, a lease on this space right now. And um, the marketplace does a lot of prepared food um, and a lot of uh, food to go, and we're just kind of situated right in it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful facility, and it really lends well because we actually co-op, and all their food can come into our space. Well, that's the I best. saw that as we walked in. We went to the counter, grabbed a couple beers, or a couple people eating sandwiches or burritos or something. It's burrito so night. It's nice. Wednesday. Okay. Oh, great! Wow, that sounds like that's in our future, bro. That could be. A, that, that could be definitely part. <laughs> Of the future, uh, are there? I mean, you said a 15 barrel system, so you guys are making a, a very large quantity of beer. I mean, a, from some of the smaller systems that I've seen, um, have there been any talks to to expand on that, or are you guys happy at that level right now? So, the the production facility is, is really solid with 15 barrels, but yeah, we that's... need more brights and more fermentation tanks for sure. So, we've got to find a way out of that. Okay, um, we're selling a bunch of beer for sure. Mm-hmm. So, as far as the type of beer that you make, uh, you told us that you do have 11 on tap now. Uh, you do have a canning, um, some cans in the fridge we saw down there, do a lot of growler stuff. Um, what is your goal as far as beers that you do make? Do you, uh, you want to stay IPA heavy? We noticed that you have a black IPA, you have some lagers in there. Uh, are you going to stay traditional? Are you going to try to try to experiment with some things or you going to try to stick in the IPA ballpark so my partner came from a marketing background and he's a hyper professional we're doing none of that stuff okay. we brew what we like to drink nice. okay. um, so that's where that comes from um, we don't look around much we just see what we want to drink um, we do see some holes in the market. For instance, we've got an Irish Red Ale, which is a low ABV for the guys who want to sit down maybe with a shot of Jameson next to it. Yeah. And, we, and we thought that would be a nice thing to have out there. Absolutely. So uh, we jumped into that because we've been seen uh, with a shot of Jameson next to us on uh, any given uh, occasion. Cool. So um, that's where that comes from. It's what we want to drink and what our friends want to drink. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Uh, we do this thing for every interview where we do two four-packs of questions. Uh, we do four non-beer-related questions, four beer-related questions. All pretty basic. So you ready to, ready to play our game? Ready to go. All right. We're going to start with our four beer-related questions. So number one, what is your favorite hop to work with and why? Oh, man, that's a really wicked hard question. Um, Pretty much what everybody says. Oh, yeah. is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys know, but we're actually growing hops hydroponically out back. I did not know that. Great we addition. Are. And we're the only uh, commercial brewery that's doing that right now because it's really challenging and super expensive at this point. And there are some hops that are proprietary and some of them are non-proprietary. So we tend to obviously grow the non-proprietary hops that we can. Um, so our recipes focus on those because we want to serve what we grow sure. yeah. so that's the kind of stuff where we're going to go with mosaic is a great place to start okay i just think it's a Agreed. great place to start yeah that's yeah. been a, a that was one of our other ones from uh the guys out of other half in brooklyn yep they said mosaic mosaic uh, so that was their favorite hop of the moment you know it's such a substantial hop and you can build on it and it's rock solid yeah how many different hops are you growing in the back? Is like a one bead type question here. So we've grown to date five different hops. Cool. And we're trying to figure out what lends itself to hydroponic growing and what doesn't. And then we've got to fit it in with our recipes also. Hmm. That's really cool. But, you know, um, 
we're, we have to hand pick all these things. There's no automation at all. So in fact, we don't have the guts actually to grind these things up. So the, our pops are all whole cone hopped. We do not grind anything. It's pellet form. Oh, wow. I don't... So everything we uh, grow, we uh, put in these huge visqueen bags and giant tea bags at the top of the... <laughs> wow. I think yes. I've only seen people use pellet form. Yeah. Um, I've very rarely seen the cone things other than maybe an Instagram picture. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a photo op. Wow, so really I don't cool. know nothing about nothing, but I think that we believe that the water really gets into the hot flour and it allows it to soak up more lupulin because it's not compressed in a pellet. It doesn't have to wait to break down within the okay. water. So we're working from that operation. We think that's why the juice is good. Right. Or, I'm sorry, we think the juice is good. Yeah, well, we do well, too. I, I, I'm I agree. enjoying what we got. And obviously, I mean, your brewery was, the, all the tables were filled when we were yeah. down there. Yeah. And it's Wednesday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. You have, you have 20, 30 people drinking in the brewery right now, which is, which is a great thing to have at, uh, you know, 5, 5.45 on a, on a Wednesday. Number two? All right. Growlers, cans, bottles, or tap? Okay. What do you think is the best way to drink your beer? So, or maybe your preference. Like, what's your favorite aspect of serving beer. Believe it or not, I'm going to dodge that one. Okay. We make crawlers, which are 32-ounce yep. yep. bombers. Um, when we bought it, I think they thought it was just going to be kind of a party trick. Mm -hmm. We've made 28,000 of them to date. Damn. Um, Goodness. It is a really good way to get two pints of beer home because the shelf life is not fantastic, right. which means you're going to drink in the first week, mm -hmm. but it keeps it solid. It keeps it away from light. It keeps away from air, and I think it's delicious that way. That being said, tap's the way to go. Yeah. you got to drink it fresh. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what a lot of people say. A lot of the brewers that we talk to say, drink it in-house. That's the best way to drink it. Of course. I, as everybody knows, everyone listening, I'm a big fan of the Bomber. Love yep. the 750 at home. Yep. But the Crowler is a great way. The Crowler is almost... I mean, it's essentially the same thing as yeah, a bomber. Same I mean, thing, let's not let's not get into it. the nuts and bolts of a can versus a bottle. Exactly. And like you said, light, no light in there. Yeah. It's gonna keep a little better in a can than a bottle. Oxidation and whatnot. So recyclable, lightweight. I'm a fan of the thing. crawler. Uh, number three, what is your favorite part of the brewing process? We know it's a it's a tedious task, but what do you think your favorite part is? It's the tasting. It's before you get the alcohol. It's before you get the bubbles. You taste it all the way through, and then you get a final product. Just being involved at every stage of it, knowing that you had it on paper first is the best. Yeah. Now, there's a ton of hard work. You know, it, it's, it's basically a uh, glorified janitor. We do a lot of mopping. We do a lot of sweeping. We do a lot of lifting. But when of you cleaning. can, Yeah, a ton of cleaning. But if you can actually taste what you thought it would taste like in your mind and it comes out, it's fantastic. Where do you guys get your recipes from? Again, I'm, I'm classic at dropping yeah. in the B-level questions here. Right. Are, these, right. are these recipes that Ted comes up with, you come up with, just you know, make, make stuff up on the fly? So, no. Um, we have two brewers. They are really smart, thoughtful guys. Cool. Um, Ted comes up with them. Um, I mostly drink. Okay. Um, hey, that's my role in this <laughs> podcast, too. Ben yeah. gives me the show notes. I drink throughout the show, and that's pretty much how we operate. But so. there's a whole lot of collaborative work, which means we sit down with the initial iteration, and we say, hey, is this working? Is this not working? How can we tweak this? But there's a lot of good science behind this. These brewers are wicked smart. Um, how, how many brewers do you have? Two. Two brewers. Yep. Perfect. Um, so our last question, last of the beer-related questions... We ask this to everybody because we are a New England-based beer show. Uh, besides Startline Brewery, 
What's your favorite New England brewery? Oh, man. Another super tough one. So um, we tend to spend a lot of time on the road drinking other people's beer. Yeah. Um, so do we. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> yeah. um, something in common. I fall into that niche that I like to cook, and I love sours. So we had just recently a um, Night Shift Sour that was just delicious. Yeah. Um, but there's so many good beers. Um, it's hard to... It's it's hard to actually say, you know. Um, I don't know. I think the guys at Night Shift are killing it. I think the boys at Wormtown are killing it. You know, yeah. the local, super local guys we love. Um, yeah, love to get to Wormtown at some point. Yeah, that's a field trip. At, at least from for the staff at the restaurant, or or for us. Yeah, or we'll both. Write that down on the agenda. Got it. So uh, those guys, not for nothing, are great guys. Um, just a solid brewery. Okay. Uh, well, that was our four beer-related questions. We'll move on to the more introspective, uh, non-beer-related questions. Yeah, these are like where we find out like who you are as a person. Yeah, well, we'll kick it off. We got a little insight into this, Mo, uh, from his previous statements. But what's your favorite drink that is not beer? Bourbon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that was That's the fastest answer we've fast. ever heard. Okay. I thought you was a Jameson. Well, I like oh. Irish whiskey a lot, okay. but um, I adore bourbon. Um, I, I have fantasies of, of actually getting something set up and starting to make it here. Well, there you go. You know, I, I have an idea for a beer. Just going to interject. You order a bottle of bourbon, or yeah. a barrel of bourbon. You drink all the bourbon, and then you put a beer inside it. You barrel age. Yeah. I'm down. We can help you. We can help you. I'll take one. Team one, players, one man. Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question two. Now, I get a lot of flack. Uh, because I fall, I fall in one of these categories. Yeah. Um, dog person, cat person. Dog. Okay. Again, with the lightning quick. Three O, three O brewers. That we have not found a brewer that is a cat person yet. Oh, I'm so so happy for that. Well, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't make me less of a man. Do you have a dog, or do you just yeah, like I got dogs. dogs? Okay, perfect. Um, is there a brewery dog? No, I wish. Okay. Uh, maybe in the uh, near offing. Um, there's some health codes that kind of run in our way, but yeah. I'd love to be able to skirt that. I feel like most breweries have a brewery dog. That's yeah. just like... That's like what they are. Yeah. They're awesome. like farms. Yep. They're essentially farms. Right. So. Um, number three, um, what is your favorite genre of music? It can be what you play at the brewery or just personally. What your so, favorite I don't know if you can see behind us, but we name all of our fermentation tanks after bands. Oh, um, I tend to be a Dave Matthews junkie. All right. Um, and everything that kind of preceded Dave, um, I love. So we listen to music all the time and all genres of music. So music is really important to us. Um, and it ranges down there. You'll see um, one's called Marley. One's called uh, Tom for Tom Petty. Um, we've got a Stones tank back there. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It, it's, we love music. Nice. So kind of... Epiplectic there, uh, but Dave Matthews writes a word. <laughs> Holy thank hell! You. Thank you for that. It's a three-dollar word. Yeah, I got a uh, calendar at home. Tells me a word of the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dave Matthews is kind of weird. They don't really fall into a category, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, we've seen them all over the place. We love them. Uh, so we do uh, a game here at the end, um, which is called Drink, Cellar, and Dump. And we're going to use your own beers personally. Uh, but we don't want to ask you to dump one. So we're going to go with drink, cellar, or chuck. Yep. Okay, we're going to give you three of your own beers that we found very interesting looking in here. I wish I knew more about the double IPA. I would have included it, but... We'll get into that. That's that's not Next the way point. it is. So uh, we're going to start with your Hoplode Citra, 
which is a 7.1% American IPA, your hazelnut cold brew coffee stout, which is a 6% coffee stout, obviously, and a beer that we love uh, called Night Run, which is a 7% black IPA, which is great because not a lot of people do black IPAs. We really appreciate that style, and it's kind of coming back. So if you had to drink one to enjoy, cellar one to age, and then chug one, you have to to take it down. Take it down. Gotta take it down one sitting. What, what are you going with? It's easy. Um, I'm drinking the Citra. Okay. I'm storing the Stout. Yeah. I'm chugging the Night Run. <laughs> nice. All right. Wow, that was uh, chugging the Seven Percenter. Hey, I like you your gotta style. go with. Not he, scared. He, did, <laughs> he didn't have a ton of options there. They were all over six percent. So yeah. Well, unless he's chugging the Stout, I'd probably rather chug a, a Black IPA as well. But uh, Mo, you have anything else? Anything you want to? Uh, Go into any different questions or? Uh, I mean, you mentioned the, when we talked about the favorite brewery, you mentioned the, the night shift sour that you guys had. Are there any plans in your future to do sour beers? Have you done sour beers in the past? So we've not. We'd love to. Um, as you guys well know, um, the free range yeast makes it very difficult if we've yeah. got a separate building. So we've got to get one of those. For sure we want to do that. We were in Denver three weeks ago at the Great American Beer Festival. Oh, cool. And they are souring everything yep. out yeah. there. So we tasted things that we never even imagined could be soured. So, um, yeah, definitely want to do that for sure. Cool. I I think that's it from us. So, um, Jeff, thank you very much for your time. Oh, yeah. We really appreciate it, and uh, thank you for having us. We look forward to trying more of your beers, and uh, I'm going to go get a burrito. Yeah, we're going to go get a burrito (laughs) and drink about five more pints before we head home. So, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Thanks for having us. All right, that was our interview with Jeff from Startline Brewing. As you can hear, great guy, very well spoken guy. We wish them the best of luck and cannot thank them enough for our hospitality, for their hospitality, not our hospitality. We were hospitable, too. I, I mean, mean, I guess. Yeah, we, we were, were cordial. Yeah, yeah, we, we were, were cordial. Yeah, we were very, two, two very good gentlemen. Yeah, so uh, really, really cool place. We suggest them for marathon time. Yes, definitely. Uh, that as he told you, scene. just a mile from the, the start line of the marathon. So head out there on Patriots Day and support the marathon runners and support your local brewery. Um and with that, we're going to tease our first pilot episode of the show. Coming up, we have, uh, we're have we doing the Noobed radio show. We're calling it the Noob Tap Takeover. Yep. It's on WBOB 990. We're going to do the 9 p.m. time slot on Tuesday, November 21st. Uh, this is a one-month trial, so hopefully our ratings are good enough that they ask us back. Yeah, we have to like really kind of bomb for them to like to kick us off. Though I feel like, well, you know, Mo, I mean, I've, I've done worse. I've I, done worse no, things. I, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna try it, but we are very, very happy, very excited to be a part of WBOB definitely going forward, and hopefully, it's a great marriage for both of us, and we can make the most of it and and get our show out to more listeners like you. Uh, so we'll show support. We'll post a link in our Facebook group, which is NEWBD or New England Weekly Beer Discussion on Facebook. Join, invite friends, be part of the discussion, post the beers you're drinking, let us know what you think of the show, and we have uh, fan interaction segments every week too. So pilot episode coming 9 p.m. November 21st. Uh, that's coming up next week. Baby pending, obviously. Yeah, baby pending. Uh be kind of weird if we had to have a sit-in yeah. on the pilot program. We might end up taking two cars that day. In case, yeah, in case I got a... Yeah. That would be interesting if it happened on air. Yeah, I I, could pay, I actually, that was my bet. My bet was it was happening during a podcast. Damn. 
That was going to be because then you'd all you'd have to finish your drink. Yeah, that would be a weird thing, <laughs> and probably a Jess <laughs> reference too at the same time. Yes, exactly. Uh, so we will, without further ado, go to our end of the show segment, which is shelf of the week. Uh, shelf of the week is a rite of passage. We want to get you the best beer that you can see on your local shelves. I'm keeping it local this week uh, with my one of a great Massachusetts brewery, Jack's Abbey, that I already talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do a beer, Smoke and Dagger, which is very interesting for this time of year. It's a smoked black lager. It's a mix between a porter and a lager, but it has great smoke flavor. Uh, really a lot of um, a lot of great smoke and woody notes in this one. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like you're sitting by a campfire drinking it or, or by the fireplace inside your house. I really enjoyed it. I feel like this might have been a show for the week on another show, huh? but I don't think I don't it was. Think so. We have had Jack's Abbey before. I think we've done a Jack's Abbey beer before, but I'm pretty... I feel very confident that Smoke and Dagger was not the beer that we featured. Yeah, as, as far as stuff that you can get on shelf, you can't really go wrong with Yeah, that really thing. anything from them. If you set it as a shelf for the week, I wouldn't really even raise an eyebrow. Yeah, they do great stuff. So go out, try a smoked black lager from Jack's Abbey this weekend. Smoke and Dagger. Nice purple and black label for you. I stayed in Massachusetts, too. I kind of went on a on a on the other side of the state. I went to Edgartown, Mass. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this That's is way out there. Yeah, it's it's out there. Uh, it's, you've seen this beer before. I know you have. It's from Washashore Beer Company, mm. uh, Edgartown, Mass. This beer is called Buddha. Yep. You've seen it with the, the you know the fat Buddha guy on the front. I think Crits bought this beer before. Yeah. Um, we've definitely talked about it locally, um, in our in our circles. It's a pale ale, five percent. Uh, nothing super super hoppy or super bitter or anything like that. Um, some good citrus to it. A lot of a lot of great mouth feel. Five um, percent. You're not going to find many shelfers with as much flavor as that um, as that beer. So definitely something to check out. Want to say it runs like 14, 15 bucks for a four pack. So not cheap, but not not super expensive either. Um, but Washashore Beer Company Buddha Pale Ale. Yeah, that's a good Pick beer. Pick it up. You do see it a lot. Yep. See it a lot. Three seven three on Untapped. So well respected. Yeah, not too bad. Yep. Can't can't do wrong there. So uh, we're gonna get get going and let you. Uh, Get back to your lives. That was 21. That's what 21 feels like. Yeah. Enjoy some good beer this weekend. Uh, I know we will, and we'll be back here next week with a Thanksgiving spectacular. Can't wait. All right. It's going to be amazing. Take it easy. See ya. Car come by, which is probably a moped. It's a moped, yeah. Nice. Moped McGillicuddy. <laughs> moped McGillicuddy. Open the door. <laughs> <laughs>